0: Welcome to the creative brain of Dean Hawk. Get ready to be challenged, inspired, and equipped to become a better ministry leader. Hey, welcome everyone to the uh, Dean Hawk Leadership Podcast. My name is Dean. And I'm Pastor Mike. I'm the associate pastor here at Rock Family Church. I'm the pastor here at the church. And uh, today's topic that we want to just dive into today is uh, customer service. And uh, Mike, I know a lot of people... uh, struggle with this but we are in the people business customers and and we have customers and uh, some of those customers are lost some are saved but really as a as a uh, people business uh, our win or loss rate is based upon how well we treat people so i i agree
1: i agree And that a customer would you say a customer would be also uh members all the way to
0: guests that come in Sure, because I mean, we're serving our regular customers. I feel yep. like we're a restaurant. That, uh, um, and, and I guess that would be a great place to start. Uh, we at Rock Family Church, if you take the comparison to restaurants, we try and serve, uh, have a precise meal. We want to be an Outback Steakhouse versus a <laughs> Denny's. We don't want to serve everything mediocre. We want to serve uh, our specialty. And so our specialty that we like to serve up is we do church family style. Uh, family emphasis, kids, uh, families with kids and teenagers are a bullseye. And so that's, that's where we're going to excel. And uh, other churches excel in that millennial, college, 20-something group, and they really don't do well in the 30. And so I would encourage everyone, find your zone, find your niche, and serve that well. Uh, one of the things that's interesting is research uh, asks the question, I think this goes back to a John Maxwell book somewhere I read, uh, give him a little credit of why customers quit and uh, 1% die, 3% move away, yep. 5% quit because of other friendships, 9% quit because of competitive reasons. So in a in a business, it might be uh, pricing. 14% quit because of product dissatisfaction in our church world, the kids ministry, youth ministry, or senior pastor isn't doing what I think they should. But here's the biggie: sixty-eight percent quit because of an attitude of indifference toward them by an employee, by a pastor, by a, 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 leader, tr- a leader, church leader, volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyway, what's what's our what's our competition, Mike? That's a hard one. What's our competition? Are we going to say other churches?
1: I, no, we don't go we there. We don't go there. So, um, I definitely don't think it's other
0: churches. It's it, it's the community, right? Um, it's everyone around us. And yeah. so it's, it's, uh, it's Burger King. I don't know if they use this phrase anymore, <laughs> but uh, it was around for years. Have it your way. Yeah. Burger King says, have it your way. FedEx is speed and excellence. We'll have it there tomorrow. And then Chick-fil-A says, it's my pleasure and serves with a smile. So we don't view other people as uh, 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 other churches as our competition. Really, every business, every people interaction is our competition that we want to excel and and be better than uh, Walmart's greeters that uh, you know elderly warm non non uh, uh, intimidating people yeah. that are welcoming you and so so that's our competition of setting the bar
1: and, and one of the things it's, it's not so much customer service we want to create a customer or An experience
0: experience is a great word
1: so when you go to Walmart it's an experience when you go to Chick-fil-a it's an experience and it's all about how you handle that so exactly that's what we're gonna talk about we're creating a customer guest member experience and how do you go about that
0: all right so we want to just hit uh, as many as we can get in this time frame I had to start our timer so I know keep on track (laughs) Um, and I those of you that are listening by audio I just invite you to watch on video sometimes it's a little more interesting we've got a proper two usually And, uh, and then, uh, uh, I learned a cool button on my uh, podcast listening that you can change, and you can listen to us at one and a half or two times the speed. So, so we can become chipmunks. Yes. Here we go. We hey, uh, here's a couple of things just to help you guys out in your local church experience and uh, being warm and friendly. First off, we recognize that this coming Sunday will be the very first time for someone to attend Rock Family Church, yep. and that their opinion of us is going to be formed by that one experience. And so what I tell our staff and I tell our team, we can't afford to have a bad day. We can't afford to have an off day. That this could be our our one exposure. That this could literally be someone brings their friend or relative who has never been in church. And they're going to judge all of the kingdom of God based upon how we respond. So every Sunday is Super Bowl Sunday. That's the mentality we have to have. Instead of
1: going, ooh, it's Easter Sunday and we prepare every Sunday like it's an Easter Sunday. That's
0: our goal. And so, like, if you've read any of the Disney experience books, like, they uh, touch up and repaint the hitching post on Main Street every night because they win this over. Today's going to be the first day that someone walks into a Disney theme park and we want it to be an over-the-top experience. Uh, secondly, we, re- we recognize it's a team effort and that one person's actions, good or bad, could determine a guest uh, perception of, of Rock Family Church. And so, customer service is not our department. It's, I would say, it's everyone's job on the team,
1: and everyone takes it seriously. I mean, it's it's because we're a family. So you're inviting people into our family,
0: and we're inviting them into our home. And so we're yeah. gonna we're gonna value and esteem them. Thirdly, we serve with an excellent with excellence and pay fantastic attention to details. Uh, attention to detail says to our customer, to our guests, to our members. You're valuable, and it will improve customer loyalty. When they feel like they're a priority, they're valuable, and so it's some of the things we've talked about: fresh flowers in the restroom, handwritten notes. Um, something that I do is is uh, you know if the office uh, tells me that that of of givers, I'll write just a personal note. Thank you for supporting the vision of Rock Family Church, and thankful for your faithfulness to give and uh it's it's offering that personal touch and one of
1: the things that every time when we use the word excellence always people think like oh we just can't be excellent now because of where we're at and we don't have the finances but even if you're meeting in a school if you're meeting in a movie theater you can be excellent and take care of what you have i mean you you could do everything with that excellent attitude exactly
0: Um, and the multiple times we've been in portable locations we one of our setup teams is is in all of our portable locations has been a restroom team yeah. that they go in and clean after the people have already cleaned for our rental of the of the facility because it's the little things that make the big difference and we, and we, we when we met at a school we brought in little air fresheners and the people were
1: like <gasps> It just, this doesn't smell like a school bathroom. It's the <laughs> yeah. little things, but that's what you do to make it different. Yeah. You create an experience.
0: Fourthly, we choose to do a great job versus a good job every time. Uh, Roger Staubach said this, there are no traffic jams along the extra, extra mile. That's good. That we want to go the extra mile, make that difference, and uh, 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 if we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. Number five, our attitude is is the difference between success and failure. Um, The Stanford Research Institute did a a study and they found that the money you make in any endeavor is determined by only 12.5% knowledge-based and 87.5% based upon your ability to deal with people. And so in a church world, um, it's not about our our knowledge of how theologically and biblically uh, profound we are. It's our attitude of the way we, we impact people's lives. And
1: what they say life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% of how you respond to that.
0: Yeah, and how we respond when there's an issue or a, or a challenge. Great example, uh, a week ago Sunday, uh, as we've talked about before, we serve the Otis Spunkmeyer cookies and, and our members buy them and, and they pay, I think, 50 cents a cookie and it funds all of our guest free, freebies we give away beautiful little blonde curly-haired girl about three years old is holding a cookie on a napkin that her mother had just given her and she is screaming bloody murder and I was nearby and and I went over and I so said I, I, I get down on her level I said what's wrong sweetheart I do you do you what's wrong with your cookie and the mother looks and she said she wanted the the different kind when she said chocolate she wanted the the color the chocolate calendar. not chocolate chip so I scoop her up and I said, Here, Pastor Dean can fix this. And I scoop her up and I walk over and I <laughs> said to our coffee team, brewery team, I need that cookie. Well, this Sunday, she comes back and as she walks in, <laughs> she walks in batting her big eyes and she's like, Hi. And I won her over. But more than that, I won mom over because I had the extra thing, the extra help when her daughter was in distress, it was an easy fix to get her a different cookie.
1: And it was one of those experiences. It's an experience that they remembered.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, six, I know a lot of you always do this, but but it's these are things to reinforce to your team. I know that you as pastors and leaders um, uh, know most of these things, but take these things and, and reinforce them to all of your serving teams. And that is we always serve with a smile. We want to be warm and friendly. And... And uh, a smile overcomes so many factors. And I, I think I found this, and I, I think you guys have as well when you're preaching. Most people don't know their, their relaxed look on their face. Because most people's um, neutral look looks mad, sour, um, sour grapes. And so we tell people to exercise these faith, faith muscles. Mike, number seven is kind of your expertise there. Um, it's our goal to greet people five times at our
1: church and so we want to create an experience and so what we do is we try to go um out of the box so all the way from the parking lot until they grab a seat and when they're leaving we want to just uh do more than what most people will do so we go all the way from the parking lots um to the front door to uh, guest information to auditorium um ushers ushers, seating people um I read this a long time ago, and it was in the Disney Institute, um, but they had this thing that they call, and it's called Assertively Friendly. And so what they do is they look for somebody that's in need. And they don't wait for people to come to them. They believe that if someone comes and approaches somebody, then you didn't do a good job. You should have already saw them approaching you. And so we actually have people halfway down the hallway. We call them the tour guides um, that are looking for guests. They're looking for new people to the church. And they're really easy to find because they're looking at signs. They don't really know where to go. And they'll ask them, hey, can I help you? And they don't just go, it's that way, pointing. They say, hey, let me show you. And they will take them to the nursery, the preschool. They'll get them all checked in. Um, if they're an older couple that's just looking for information, they'll take them all the way to the auditorium and then they'll hand them off to an usher. Um, but it's that going that extra mile. It's that creating that experience for the people to go, well, that was
0: easy. Because that's what people, people are coming to your place a little uneasy. They, and it, and it's, it's creating that attitude when they come in. We, are, we don't have necessarily the team in place that happens every Sunday I would say 50% or more, we have one of our critter company that is out at the entry just waving. What is that doing? That's exciting. Our core customer, our kids, look, look, there's Rocky. There's Otis. Um, wave at Otis, everybody. It's creating that excitement for what is is about to come up. Uh, number eight, we want to be attentive listeners. Um, we don't want to just hear people. We want to look beyond and identify the actual need and and, and really be an authentic listener. And And uh, uh, that means for me as a leader that when somebody is stopped and the, the flow is going out and they go, Pastor, I have a question for you that I have to focus my eyes to uh, uh, look and be intentional, not be distracted by everything going on beyond them. Because I've had people come up, it just didn't seem like you were listening. It just didn't seem like you really care. And it makes my heart grieve, but I know what it was. My eyes were darting and I wasn't being well, attentive.
1: And let me throw it in there. So Pastor Dean and Pastor Kim... Um, during the, the main hallway that people are leaving and coming, they stand there to shake everybody's hand when they leave. So if someone's talking to you, it's real easy for you to look at the next person because you want to make sure you put your hand out there. Yeah. So you have to be intentional about making sure you look at their eyes and kind of, I'm not seeing everybody else, I'm well, looking at and if, you.
0: if it's beyond what time is the men's breakfast question, yeah. it starts at this time. I will say... I want to give you your full divided attention. Will you just wait over here? And I'm going to greet the people that are going. Then I'd love to connect with you where I, I'm not distracted. And most of the people are like, sure, that'd be great. That's good. Um, and then as I touched on uh, number nine, we acknowledge and address their children. Um, I remember when my kids were young and ankle huggers, ankle <laughs> biters, and, and hanging on to me, and maybe I'm holding the child in my hand. And, and I would meet somebody new, and maybe it wasn't at church, but maybe it was in business or in the yep. community. And they talked to me as though this human being I'm holding didn't even exist. So and sad. it really just chapped me. This is the pride and joy of my life. And so a great win for your team and your team members is just to greet the children, acknowledge the children. When I meet a new family, I'm like, you know, meet mom and dad, and then I'll get down on one knee and I'll acknowledge the teenagers. But if there's young children, I'll bend down, stoop down, get on one knee. I'm always giving high fives to kids when families are leaving. Ah, you forgot to give me my high five. And kids love to see how hard they can smack my hand. Um, But uh, And then a real biggie is, is number 10 is using people's names. It shows respect and value to them. And, and really just honors them. Dale uh, Carnegie said this. He said, a person's name is to him or her the sweetest and most important sound in any language.
1: Oh, that's good. I like that.
0: I thought that was way cool because uh, uh, it's saying I value And so some simple things is when you they're introduced to you. Uh, I, you guys have maybe done this. They've introduced themselves. And I'm going to say goodbye and I don't even know their name. Yeah. And I'll say, now tell me your name again. I want to learn your name. Yeah. And so one of the tricks of the trade is they say, and you got to be careful that you don't just say, hey, Mike, good to see you, Mike. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Mike. But if you'll use their name 10 times, and so sometimes I'll have just met Mike, and I've used it two or three times, and I'll turn around and I'll go, Mike, 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 the guy <laughs> in the checkered shirt, uh, Two, two, two boys. Um, and so and then you touched on number 11, uh, we
1: escort them to the desired location. We never point.
0: Just like I was saying, you know, hey, where's the
1: bathrooms? Let's walk them over to the hallway to the bathrooms instead of going, it's down there, make a left.
0: Uh, then the power of touch. We are intentional. And you got you to gotta, you gotta be careful how you word this. But <laughs> we are intentional touchers of people in, in safe, safe ways. And, and what does that mean? Um, we have become a touch phobic Society yep. and 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 we've really kind of put up our walls, mm-hmm. and so um, touch is literally considered another language yep. beyond speech, and it's it's a way that we can communicate because I can grab I can grab Mike's shoulder and I can indicate by the touch of on his shoulder if I'm relaxed or Mike Mike and I'm squeezing him, he knows there's something going on in the lobby. I need yep. I don't even have to say Mike check I just. I'm talking to somebody, I grab his shoulder, and he's like, where's the problem? I'm going to go find it. Um, a 2009 study found uh, participants commuted eight distinct emotions, anger, fear, disgust, love, gratitude, sympathy, happiness, and sadness through touch, with accuracy rates as high as 78%. Wow. And so I never just shake a hand. I'm always shaking a hand. And I'm doing a double-handed shake. I'm shaking a hand, patting them on the back. If I'm shaking hands with a with a guy, I'm shaking a hand. I'm pulling them in, kind of doing that man kind of shoulder bump, you know, pat on the back kind of kind of deal, and uh, grabbing their forearm, or just going through the lobby. And uh, even if I'm buzzing through to get into service, I'll just pat people on the back and say, "So good to see you." The power of touch. Uh, they, have, they have found that if uh, waiters and waitresses will even touch their customers, that they'll get larger tips, tips yeah. and, and uh, just makes people feel more warm and accepted.
1: And, is, and there's a man hug rule? Like, I know oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've said this. this
0: one. Uh, with the man hug, you know how guys always pat on the back? Well, here's what the, the three pat symbol is this, is one, two, three. And that just says to one guy when they kind of hug and pat, I'm not gay, and so that's just our man coat here at here at Rock. Because hugs, and and, and, I, and I will say,
1: there's these. So we have this hallway, and we have these the two lovely, amazing sisters that hug all the majority of people that come down. Um, they missed a Sunday, and someone actually said, "Hey, I missed my Sunday. I missed my uh, I missed hug, my hug, hug today," and told them the next week, and she said, "Okay, let me give you two. Um, <laughs> and, and, but it was just, I mean, people need it; they love it. Um, it, it creates something for
0: them. So. Exactly. Now, here's one of the great customer service things. Uh, before we started our church, we visited multiple, 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 multiple churches. And one day I walk in with my two teenage daughters and my my son. And, and uh, as we're walking in the building, my daughter says, Dad, I need to use the restroom before we go into service. Walk into this beautiful lobby, great church. Um, and uh, I stand there and I'm doing the the zone and the check and I have not a clue where the auditorium is I don't know where the restrooms are I see guest information but I don't know about you I don't like to walk up to somebody where is the bathroom and my kids didn't either and so that's when I made a mental note we will have signage that someone could navigate our building now we want to give be tour guides But someone could walk into our facility and navigate to kids, preschool, nursery, restrooms, auditorium, snack bar, whatever it is that they could navigate through the facility without being told. And so up your your signage game. And then uh, we do this with, we ask all of our volunteers, our worship team who's serving multiple services, our staff uh, one of the things we do is, depending on your parking lot, but we ask them to park in the spots furthest from the building. Mm-hmm. You're going you're gonna to be here for more than one service. Let's leave the front, most closest parking spaces for our members and our guests and those that are coming. And uh, we actually have two parking lots. And so everyone who's serving parks in the upper distant parking lot. And uh, now Mike and I differ on this because uh, when we were visiting churches, uh, a lot of churches will have guest parking, or they'll say visitor parking. I would only say guest parking. Yep. Um, Mike would actually park there. I never wanted to be totally. identified as the guest. I I wanted to sneak in and and just kind of blend in with the crowd. He he liked the attention. I, it's all about the attention. <laughs> uh, well, it's front row parking, too.
1: And, That's
0: right. Yeah. That's right. Um, and then uh, I heard a story of, of Disney. I just love the way they serve... A, Years and years ago, this back in the 90s, Michael Eisner was walking across Disney World and several executives from another country are in and they're, they're just admiring the, the park and, and uh, they, they began to notice the cleanliness of the park and there, there was just no trash anywhere. And they said, how many maintenance people do you have here at the park? And uh, his response was, he said, oh, give or take about 10,000. And they were in shock and awe. They said, well, how many employees? And I think he responded, team members is what they call them. Is or is that what they call cast. them? Cast. Cast, the cast. Cast members. Cast members. And he said, well, about 10,000 cast members. And he said this, every cast member is a part of our maintenance team. So you could be escorting Mickey or Minnie Mouse across the park and uh, helping with the kids. And you see a wrapper, and you swoop down, you pick it up, you put it in your pocket and you keep on going. And so uh, we always challenge ours with mint wrappers or whatever it is. Let's make this look good. Let's wipe down the, the counters. If you're in the restroom, wipe down the counters. Make it look good for the rest that are coming. All right, talk about talk about our, our one visual for the day. Visual for the day.
1: This would be our uh, red bag, and so when guests come to our church, um, we give them the red bag instead of you know the mug or whatever. Um, this is has all the information about our church, has the coupon for the cookie and all that good stuff in there. Um, but it's our kind of our cheat to who is a guest in our church, who is our new customer, and so when people see the red bag. Um, our team, <laughs> they go after them. Pastor goes after him, like, "Hey, so how'd you find out about us?" It? Just trying to tr- trying to
0: create that um, experience for them. And people um, don't people don't realize what they're holding. You know, they're <laughs> like, "Oh, cool, I got some information." We put our annual report in there and so forth. Um, but so as they're exiting after the service, I'll go, "Hey, thank you so much for being here. Um, this is your first time. I'm so honored to have you." And they get this, like, "How did you know it was my first time?" And I say that that bag you're holding was was my clue. But one of the things that I appreciate that members do, our tour guides will do as well, is when they know that somebody is a guest and maybe they haven't been to Guest Info yet, they will say, come, let me introduce you to the pastor of the church. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times people are like, oh no, that's okay. But I think it, it really speaks of volume to say, I want, you're so valuable, I want to introduce you to the head guy or the lead associate or here's, I see you've got teenagers. Let me go introduce Please. you to Pastor Matt, our, our youth pastor, our, our, our children's ministry staff and all those things um, and, and making them known. And then like when I meet somebody and our staff staff and volunteers do this as well, As I'll go up to Mike. hey, the family at the coffee bar, uh, striped shirt, this is their first time. Yep. Get to know them. And so they're beelining, get to knowing, talking to them there. So, and I don't know if this
1: is every Krispy Kreme, um, but I do know in California when they had the Krispy Kreme, they had these things called magic moments. And that is when they they engaged the um, customer in a way that was magical. They put a little hat on them or whatever, whatever it is. And so um, I challenge our volunteer coordinator to create magic moments. So our whole entire goal this month is to create those moments, and that would be if they see a red bag, let's learn their name. If it, it, you're able, you're engaging with them. So, so the magic moment to them is defined as find a person with a red bag create a conversation with them, connect them somehow to the church, invite them to a Wednesday service, invite them to the youth, if they have youth, Um, make sure they know what's going on in the children's ministry. If there's a man there, tell them about the men's thing coming up here. If it's a woman, hey, there's something going on with the women. They're doing a conference or they're doing a night out. Um, But it's it's a magic moment. It's one of those things that goes, hey, let's keep our experience going. Um, And so we're we're trying that out, and I think it's going to definitely work.
0: One of the last things we do is, is we try with our children's and youth ministry to highlight something great, good, positive that their son or daughter did in, in our encounter with them. Mm-hmm. And, and that just creates a value that, you know, instead of saying, hey, thanks for being here, we really appreciate it, you know, of uh, uh, pulling aside and saying, hey, I want you to know that your son, uh, uh, Jeremy, in service today, they were one of the first ones to jump up and help lead in worship. And they did such a great job for us. And once again, that makes parents just be my boy, my son, my my daughter did that kind of thing. And so just be genuine in that because we can become plastic. Thank you for being here. We love and appreciate you. Um, Here's the way you get past the plastic is finding something specific to really value and appreciate them. And then it all comes down to uh, you reinforce what you want to reproduce. Yeah. And so when we see somebody do a good thing, when we see an usher straighten the, uh, the chairs out a little bit, uh, just slapping them on the back and say, man, I really appreciate you uh, taking that extra effort to uh, uh, make sure the rows are, are tidy. What do they say? What gets rewarded gets repeated. That's right. That's right. And our last thing is uh, people love to talk about themselves And when you're meeting somebody new, uh, pastors and staff and leaders, just ask people questions about themselves. Where are you from? What do you do? How long you lived here in the city? What part of the town do you live in? What school do your kids go to? And then when we get that information, we do something with it so that we can then say, I need to introduce you. You're in special forces. We have a lot of special forces guys. I need to introduce you to and name those guys or look around the auditorium, and see if I can meet them. So, uh, those are just a few things, a whole lot more. I uh, just want to encourage you guys uh, uh, you can go to acceleratepastors.com. Uh, we've uploaded for September, we uploaded all of those sessions onto the Dean Hawk Leadership Podcast. But you can go to acceleratepastors.com. There's our two four, 2014 sessions, are on there as well, with the notes our that you can stuff. download and conference. That's from our Accelerate Pastors Conference. Just invite you to uh, subscribe. That way it'll come up on your uh, iPhone when a new podcast comes out. Tell your friends about it. Share it with your team uh, and go from there. Anything I'm missing. That's it. Until next time. All right. See you guys next time. Thank you for joining us today. For a free sermon series, teaching outlines, and PowerPoint, visit DeanHawk.com. For more information on our Accelerate Leadership Conference or to register, visit us at acceleratepastors.com.